back for the second night on the bounce. It's a showdown of two worthy opponents. We've been here before. Majesty versus Grace. Style versus sheer brilliance. Who will come out on top? This is the You Get Podcast. Episode 132. And I'm joined here with your presenter, Melvin. Melvin, any words here? Yeah, man. Back for another week. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm really good. I'm just feeling um, really positive. I, one thing I was just thinking about mm. uh, was the power to be happy is in your hands. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, that sounds very like, what? what? Hippie. So what's, what's going on? Explain, yeah, yeah. Explain, yeah. That. explain that. What's been going on? Dude, like Mother Nature, it's kind of like, and I'm joking, no, um, my spirit shackers. No, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like sometimes it will make you mad or you're just stressed out and you're this, that. And I just realized, you know, like, well, let's explain it. Life is, you can't understand it. So just chill and be happy and enjoy everything. All right. So first topic of the day, I wanted to talk to you about um, AI, artificial intelligence, uh, the rise of it, the dominance of it, and uh, where you think it's going to take us going forward. The reason why I really want to talk about this is because I know a artificial intelligence has been like the new buzzword, right? You know, two years ago, a year ago, we had crypto. Last year, we had NFTs. This year seems to be the real emergence in like everyone's consciousness about artificial intelligence. And you've had something big and mainstream when we, we spoke about this off air, um, like chat GPT, right? And you've got Microsoft investing in it. You've got Google. It's, like it's now become a in effect, a space race where all these organizations are going into it. Even my own organization is investing in in AI features when it comes to our app. Now, we spoke about, we'll, we'll talk more about the AI and what it means for people going forward, but we also spoke about the, the filter effect that AI is now coming into. And I wanted to kind of get your view in terms of like, where do you think that leaves us as a society? Uh, and the field we're talking about is this new TikTok filter that was actually made by TikTok. It's called, uh, I think, uh, a glamour feature, right? Um, and we've, we've done some examples and it was absolutely insane. I just want to hear your take on where do you think that leaves us as a, as a society going forward? It's crazy, man. Um, I see, I think, see more and more, obviously, I feel they are definitely trying to build a second world in a sense, like there'll be the physical realm and all of this, but then we will have so much, so much, uh, op uh, uh, what's that word called? The endless opportunities and endless, um, can't think of the word, but there'll be so much that you can do on, in that side of things that a lot of people and a lot of things will move towards that and will just literally function through that. Um, how far would it go? Will we be hooked up to computers like we see in the Matrix or things like that? Who knows? But you've got VR sets. You've got, you know, even before we start talking about the things we were talking about today, you've had VR <coughs> headsets <coughs> that are using in all types of industries. Like even like, like I said, you know, I work in real estate. You you can use a VR headset just to, you know, take a tour of what will be built. Um, you know, already seeing that. You're seeing... Um, in where I'm living, everything's done digitally. I was talking to a Russian guy the other day. He said, in Russia, everything is done digitally. There's not one thing that they do with paper. The only thing they do with paper, which is crazy, is uh, mandates for the war, subscribing soldiers up, or, you know, still bookkeeping in the army, in the military, on paper. So it's just highlighting that. And we're just moving into a world where, literally, that is, it, it's going to be second place. I think one of the crazy things about it, 
which I think you'll probably touch on, is what that means for us in terms of our jobs and our lives. How much of that is going to be taken over by AI? And I feel like once you become steadily dependent on this stuff, we're going to lose more and more and more of our, you know, things that makes us humans and gives us our things that we, you know, we 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 celebrate things that makes us spe things that make us special, things that make us, I don't know, connected to the world. The connection between the world is. I don't want to rant too much, but yeah, like the connection that we have with this world, it is slowly going. I mean, today, one thing I was even thinking about the other day, and it's funny that you bring this up. I was just like, I don't know the last time I picked up a piece of information and literally retained it properly. Because with Google, for instance, I can ask any question and that question is answered in that, that just right there instantly. So before where I would go out to find the information, read up and then retain that information and be able to draw upon it Again, I find myself saying, oh, I should know this. Let me check Google quickly. And I'm doing that four times for the same thing. How much of that am I retaining? You know what I mean? <coughs> I think we're losing a lot of basic skills. So maybe in a sense, saying that it's a big, I'll round it off by saying, because we're now moving in that way where we don't really use our own faculties, maybe it is a good thing that this stuff is happening. But at the same time, it's also bad because we're losing touch, man. Um, I, I guess I, I would... I would say I would look at it from the other end where it may enhance rather than take away. Right. So what? research education used to be quite a, uh, you know, in some phrase, a monotonous task, right? You would have to keep going, keep yeah. going, you know, prove a test or science hypothesis manually several, yeah. several times. Whereas yeah. you can now run that in, you know, uh, simulations and using AI faculties to not give you the answer, but assist you in finding the answer. Now, yeah. for example, we see something like everyone, the whole rave is about chat GPT and how people are using that, right? But chat GPT is a function whereby, just like Google, you ask it a question and it'll give you information that's already out yeah. there. Now, yeah. I feel like people need to understand that it's 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 not a magic well, it's artificial intelligence. It's gathering and getting all this information from different data points and pulling it all together and giving it to you in a concise sentence. It's not an all-knowing tree, right? Um that so essentially I'm saying the information is already out there that's been written and discovered by humans. It's just pulling it all together. Well, well, I just think it's the concept of how people use it, right? So one of the biggest things I've, I've realized is that, you know, you only get as much from AI as you put in. So for example, if I think one of the biggest job booms that are going to happen in the next 18 months are going to be... Uh, artificial intelligence ai prompters so basically people that are able to ask an ai the right questions in order to get the best possible feedback and answers from it i think that's going to become its own job specific role in a lot of companies um we've seen the rise wow. of social media managers you're going to see the rise of ai managers where you're not going to need to have technical skills as in coding or interacting with ai but it's just going to be about okay how much can you extract if somebody says oh i want to know about this but i want it presented at xyz for this type of way they're going to hire someone that like who can interact best with an AI and get the best results. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's going to be a boom. I think when it comes to, you allude to like VR, um, I'll probably speak more on augmented reality. I feel like that's probably the way the world is going. Um, whereby it won't be a case of people will retreat from the physical world. I think the physical world will just be overlaid with augmented reality going forward. And what I mean by that is for those that are, the, not aware about ARVR. So virtual reality is like you put on a headset 
and you're in a you're in a virtual world, like a video game. Um, yeah. Augmented reality is uh, you kind of you're in the physical world, but it's overlaid with you know digital information. So a common augmented reality feature was something like Pokemon Go, where you actually yeah. use your camera in the real world, but it'll superimpose something digital that wasn't really there. And I'll take that to yeah. the new um, TikTok feature uh, with the new uh, filter, right? That was designed by AI because people say, oh, like that's just a filter, I'm saying. The difference with this is that you can actually rub your hands through your head and the filter on your face does not change at all. Mm, madness. It's a madness, It's pixel bro. by pixel changing your face, right? And, it's crazy. Um, it's one of those things whereby, for me, the next phase of it is people wearing, you know, prescriptive glasses, but they tend to be augmented reality glasses. Imagine now you're just walking on the street and you now can apply that filter to anyone. Yeah. So you're just it's talking fucking to, mad. So what, so like we, we grew up in the whole era of the rise of catfishing, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like the next phase of it is willingly accepting what you want to see actually. So if you're like, I want everyone to look, aesthetically pleasing according to this new filter if you had say augmented reality glasses say everyone you're talking to is objectively attractive now because of this filter that you're applying to everyone's face so now all of a sudden you've got two people staring at each other but they don't even see what they really look like because they're always wearing the glasses on yeah see and that's and that's where i feel like society will change in a way what what will happen though? What do you think will happen? I just feel like it'll just be more acknowledged that you don't have to be who you are without augmented reality. I feel like it'll just a case of people accepting like, yeah, this is a why is this any different from makeup a hundred years ago? It's it's still yeah. the same thing. So for me, I don't it's 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 a strange one, right? Because I just feel as if in order to enjoy this technology, you sometimes you have to ask the question that like even though we can do it, should we do it? And mm, without exactly. that without that perspective, that's when you're gonna get a lot of people that just, you know, abuse it or people that get mistreated because you don't want it to become a case where now people just have this whole poor mental health because they're constantly comparing themselves to people that are using augmented features from AR technology. Yep. And, and and it all feeds yep. back into the into the AI. And I guess if people continue to use that, what does that encourage or influence when you're going into like trends or, you know, there's this whole concept of rather than humans influencing AI, AI begins to influence humans. And and that's yep. that's the that's the that's the cycle you do not I, want to begin or start. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. And I feel like one of the places you can see it. Like, I haven't got anything against um, people doing plastic surgery. But if you're around our age, you would know that the way it's increased and the way it's become as normal as it is today, it was never the case years ago. And I think 100% with what you're saying, when people look at on filters and seeing people with chiseled jaws and perfect cheekbones and eyes are perfect, you're going to think, this is, you know, some people are born like this. Why am I not born like this? Let me try and become like this. And we make doing, you know, plastic surgery more and more available, more and more ready. And then it's a question of, should we be doing now? Or should we be teaching people to love themselves for who they are and, and celebrating everyone's differences? Um, but, so yeah, but, for but, sure. But going on to that point, society doesn't celebrate people for who they are. Society celebrates trends. So 
you could so let's talk about um the traditional if you had a a big lips um a wide nose at one point in society that wasn't seen as as an attractive trait but then you can have yeah. 20 years later where people are getting surgeries to have lip fillers or to broaden their nose or perhaps it's, it's so it's a constantly shifting thing and, and you're right when it comes to the plastic surgery I, I would have thought that ar and ai technology would actually be a you could say it plays a part <laughs> in people going to a plastic surgeon saying i want to look like what i look like with my filter but i want to look like like that all the time or uh, yeah, yeah. you can get it as a case of people just like you know what i'm a social media presence you know i'm building a brand I'm I'm not doing you know meet and greets. I'm 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 yeah. always, I'm always behind the camera. Rather than actually go to a plastic surgeon, why don't I just apply this filter to my YouTube, my TikToks, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And it'll be people wouldn't be able to tell. And then you can keep. Your, what I'm saying, like, what you saying I get that, but you shouldn't yeah. have to do that. And nope. I see that you're saying it's trend. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know. I thought would I, you would think. In a time where, you know, as time goes on, mm-hmm. that it would become, we start celebrating ourselves for our differences. I feel like it is possible. It isn't just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. But you need to, um, you need to, understand, you need to understand the reality of the world whereby you can celebrate, not all differences will be celebrated. It's, it doesn't happen. Certain differences yeah. will be celebrated. When those differences are celebrated, they become trends. A body yeah. type could be celebrated until it becomes a trend. Uh-huh. It, it's just it is what it is right before it, you had uh the classical and i i, I grew up um tuning into an it's old, like, an old, an old, an old i grew up watching an old tv show called america's next top model right and mm. plus size models was like tyra banks, tyra banks. Yeah, tyra. um and a plus size model was just literally a woman that was just not a size zero that that was the definition yeah. of a plus size model you were not a size so you could be a size four Six, eight, ten. In normal, you're just a slim woman, if anything. But you was a plus yeah. size model. Now you you fast forward twenty years later to what a plus size model is. It, it's it's completely different. Yeah, and true. that's what I'm trying to say. Things are celebrated until it becomes the norm, and then it just keeps moving. It keeps moving, and I guess it's just a case of, like I said, TikTok designed this filter. I'm just saying not everything that you can do, you should do, right? And I guess pivoting from that, let's take it back to the artificial intelligence from augmented and uh, virtual reality. Yeah. How much do you think the job landscape will change due to artificial intelligence? Because with stuff like uh, chat GPT and then you've got the arrival of Notion AI, I feel like a lot of, a lot of roles that used to be you kind of celebrate, especially when it comes to literature. You used to be you used to be celebrated for. Like we're hearing students are using you know AI to write essays, etc. Do you think there's still yeah. a space for that as a career going space forward? For what? Writing, that, pe- yeah. People that you know are professionals in writing, copywriters, um, you know, authors, etc. Yeah, so that's something that um, as you know, I'm. Um, I, I dabble in something I've been doing for a long time. I love writing, I love literature and all that. And I used to do copywriting. But what it sounds like is, with the way that it's going, uh, non-fiction writing will be none of soon. 
I think so, 100%. Non-fiction writing will be done. I think there'll be more emphasis on fiction writing. The problem is you have a lot of people, like, fiction writing is also kind of dying out because people are more into visual stimulation as opposed to sitting down and reading books. There are still a few people that do sit down and read books. But a lot of the time now it's self-help or theory books. Okay. But in terms of like non-fiction writing, if I'm going to write a description for your hotel, like something I used to do, so write a description for your hotel, because you use ChatGDP. Why, why would I waste money on a copywriter? You're going to make mistakes. It's going to be flaws. You may not read off as well, but I could just go online and do it. Those days are coming where these non-fiction writers, they're literally, they're done. Wow. So researchers were talking about people that write advertisements, mm-hmm. um, even like stuff like that. Any type of non-fiction or descriptive non-script fiction, mm. it's finished. So you think it's That's just- what it looks like. So you feel like if someone is, is studying to be a copywriter, et cetera, et cetera, it's just get out of that space ASAP. 100% or, wow. or pivot from there yeah. and look for something else. Like you said, practice prompting. Practice getting this information now. This doesn't make sense because even if they don't use these things, the copywriters won't use these things. And it's just going to turn very generic. And I mean, the way they've done it, it isn't even generic. You can have this chat GDP that we used before. It gave us seven answers for one question mm-hmm. in different forms. Yeah. Just by you asking it different ways to explain it. Can you explain this more casually? Can you explain this if I was a friend? Can you give it to me in a Twitter way? That would be suitable for Twitter. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what good is a copywriter? Yeah, what, yeah, to a point, what good is a social media manager? Yeah, exactly. What good is marketing? What do you Marketing, it's there. Yeah. It's going slowly, slowly. And it's just starting here. Soon it's going to move to even manual stuff. The manual stuff has already had this. Obviously, yeah, yeah, with like car, car factories, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all of that. Now we're seeing it happening here. That's actually... What do you think? Do you think the same thing? Yeah, because we could already see it with fintech, right? With the erasure of brick and mortar banks and the rise of the bank without a building, you know, your revolutes, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, I guess with all things, nothing is... Uh, future proof nothing yes. is future proof you know no matter some people say oh but my role is future proof it isn't until it isn't you know we have yep. um, late last year there was a lot of rise of like AI artificial intelligence um, doing art artwork for people and there's, there's a big boom in that so then what happens something that you thought could never happen but now artists are now being pushed to the side because people are relying more on artificial intelligence. Like, oh, design me a logo. You used to go to someone that was a graphic designer, but now I can just go to artificial intelligence. Describe what I want yep. to see. Keep keep saying, keep going. Remember, you're, you're not working on, oh, it's going to be £50 an hour for my work. Nah. Yeah. It's going to be as long as my my laptop's connected to the charger. We're going to yep. keep going. So, and uh, yeah. And results are coming out in seconds. Seconds. As opposed to... No tightness. Yeah, efficiency. So, but so in closing, like from your perspective, are you an advocate for um, AI going forward, or are you very much very hesitant? Then I'm very hesitant, hundred percent. Remember, catfish. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, "We're getting catfish. You're gonna get duped, duped, bro. Everyone's gonna be getting done in boys and girls alike. You're gonna yeah. be right. This answer the the." That's already a mad thing. The AI, where is it going in terms of the writing? What we're seeing is that they even now can use people's 
voice patterns. Yeah. And and add their voice patterns. So you've got ChatGDP that's giving you the descriptions, or you want to write something, some you write something in yourself, and then you've got the voice patterns. You've got some AI that makes your face look like and a whole different person, mm-hmm. let alone making your face look, look good. It's like how much I can I like how much how much of this it's to call it what it is, this fakeness can we take? How much of this false reality can we take and should we take? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna turn people into opposite opposing sides. Because the more this stuff comes out, the less I'm going to be, I want to use my phone and do, get involved in this world. But unfortunately, the world's going that way. So look, now am I an outcast? Do you know what I mean? There's so many ways that this could go. It's, I just think it's super dangerous. And like Elon Musk says, I'll just close like with what Elon Musk said. He said like, um, basically be scared of a future run by robots. Yeah. And for the man that is behind most of these robot, robotic... Uh, uh, what the, what's that word called? When this, what? but basically the guy behind a lot of the the advances in, yeah. in 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 AI, for him to say like it's a scary thing. These kids are not on Facebook. These kids are not doing this and that and that. And people who run these things to say their kids don't use it. I don't know. Just yeah, there's a lot to be careful about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I I would, I would probably say I don't think it's worth fearing it. I think it's worth understanding it because once you get a lot more value of understanding something than fearing something, right? So for example, if you're yeah. a a person that does the, you know, you work in a job and why why shouldn't you enhance and make your life more efficient by using an AI assistant? That just doesn't, like, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would literally just be like, I don't know, you're doing things the hardest way possible. Like, it'll be like, I'm going to give someone a job. No, it's like, for example, it's, it's, if I have a role currently and I could go into, say, chat GPT or whatever, AI, uh, interface yeah. and be like hey i've got to do this task but i don't know the best way to do it why wouldn't i do that mm-hmm. and then you might still keep your role like like i said it's in, in most cases things are not always going to be like is one way or the other way in most cases you work together now it will impact the number of people that work in that role for example we could take it to like i don't know your local supermarket you had people that used to serve and then when you purchase your stuff they used to bag your stuff now you've just got a a self-service till so yeah but you still have people there to operate it right so it's one of the ones that i think the ultimate future is humans and technology go hand in hand i don't think you can have one without the other um but i do feel like it's very much in the place where if like you said we've got people using uh vocal patterns so if I wanted for if I wanted to have a mixtape where Morgan Freeman does my intros and outros, I don't need Morgan Freeman. I just need the AI with yeah. his voice patterns. I'll type in the you know what I mean? So that's yeah. where I feel like in most cases people say it makes the world much more accessible because now the exclusivity is gone. Yep. In regards to access to information, access to a voice pattern, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then yeah. some people say that and that's when it, there's going to be ripe for abuse but yeah that's just my that's my takeaway it'll be interesting to um, to hear do you feel like the current I, the current the current I, your current career right now do you feel like it can get replaced by AI um, definitely it's one thing I was thinking about like obviously I'm in real estate one of the things I think about is soon there will be a point where there will be no need for us um, and there will bridge that gap between because we will act as the middleman, right? You come, you want to you want to buy somewhere. You maybe don't know where you want to buy. And we act as the consultant that helps you 
Find where you want to buy it. The price is going. Soon there will be portals, I think, and there will be systems online that will help provide you with a list of options that you're able to see. The use of uh, a real estate agent to broker a deal and to sort it all out will be done electronically and online. So all it will be is a matter of, it'll be a bit like hinge for landlords and tenants and hinge for buyers and sellers. Like you go in there, you meet someone, you guys link up, you click. This portal just handles all of the administrative side and then you just move on to the dates that you have to have maybe meet to transfer title deeds or whatnot or meet to sign contracts and whatnot. Um, and even that could probably be done digitally and be approved digitally. So if anyone's listening, that's a good app idea. I want royalties if you ever make it. You just gave a billion dollars idea for free. You just gave away Please, a billion dollars we'll idea. Date. Yeah, let's give it away. I told you I'm not a gatekeeper. Last episode, I told no, you I'm you not said, a gatekeeper. No, you said you was a gatekeeper. <laughs> no, you well, Yo, relax. Anyway, anyway, I think anyway, for the future of this, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely my industry will be invented. And I would just say to close as well, it's all good bringing this stuff out, but they need to make sure that they... They're safeguards. They don't just remove, mm. they replace or and still facilitate for people to still have employment and a need to be in work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I agree with that totally. I feel like if there's anything you can do to enhance people having more free time, you know, we're seeing the movement to four days a week from some organisations. Obviously, I don't want everyone to lose their jobs. But I'm all for efficiencies. Now, I can say that and it backfires and someone like me is impacted. Who knows? But, you know, um, I feel like life is for living. This sounds really hippie, but I don't feel like we're here to work, right? So anything that can help people mm. work less, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm or will you be remunerated in the same way, bro, if you're not working? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. It's one of the ones. So Marcus Jordan and Scotty Pippen's ex-wife are now currently dating. Mm -hmm. What is the age gap there, by the way? Do you know? Uh, let's say, I think it's 20 years. Yeah, Sarah's. Okay, no problem there. I don't have any problem with that. But yeah, they're dating. And then one of the issues that the presenter brought up was that- Why would you date Michael Jordan's son knowing that it's been pretty clear that Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan didn't have this relationship people thought and certainly don't have it now. Mm -hmm. Scotty has come out publicly and said that this documentary that was produced by Michael Jordan mm -hmm. uh, made him, he says, I was nothing more than a prop. His best teammate of all time, he called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. You know, that's, you know, I can't, I can't basically explain how someone else feels. That's how Scotty feels. He's, he has a right to the way he yeah. feels. I personally don't really care about what, you know, other people, how he, you know, I feel like I live my truth. I'm happy. I feel like we get along. He's my best friend. And so well, I, this is your best friend. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot in common. But as I was saying, you could date anybody in the world. But Why you know, date Michael Jordan's it's, son? I didn't plan it like that. It wasn't like it was planned like that. I think we were just together a lot with our friends and it just so happened. It just made me think like, is it all right to date someone you know, who maybe one of your friends doesn't like, or you know, you or... can't compare it to friends. You gotta go with ex, or like family. Just, no, just see what it is. Is it okay to go? Do you think it's okay, or perhaps, yeah, do like morally? Do you think it's it's reprehensible or cool that you know she is the ex-wife and she's now with her ex-husband's 
colleague's son, who she's 16 years older than, do you think that's okay? Now, from my perspective, I think the whole thing is weird. I think it's weird from the perspective of, in fact, Michael Jordan's son. Now, I say this to say, like, love is love, whatever. You're born in the 90s to perhaps the greatest athlete ever known on this planet, right? Especially probably the most commercial one ever. And, you know, you're raised with boundless opportunities. And you meet, like, the world is your oyster in, in that environment. The world your oyster. Of all the women to make you make your partner, you chose someone 16 years older than you and the baggage it comes with, oh, you used to, you're the ex-wife of my, not just my dad's colleague, but the one that made his name. He, my dad made his name, like his legacy, six titles with this person. They're tied forever. When you, when you Google Chicago, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen is always next to him. Would I, would I do that? Do I understand that? No, I don't understand that. I, I honestly don't even get why she's getting so much press with regards to, oh, like she's doing something wrong. She's like, oh, when your ex-wife, ex-husband, all bets are off. I don't owe you nothing. I could go out. I, if I wanted to, I could marry your sibling. That's, that's a you problem. I don't agree with it, but that's a you problem. It's not, it's, so I don't understand this whole like, oh, like she owes Scotty Pippen some respect. No, she don't. She owes nothing. That, and that's, that's, that's why you got to be careful who you get married to anyway. It's someone that you're married to capable of doing that to you, even if you're divorced. It's all about morals, right? And I think you had a clip of her coming out saying like, oh, like how Scotty Pippen feels is up to him. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just living my life. So at the end of the day, it is everyone's free to do what they want. Now, me, if I'm if I'm Marcus Jordan, I don't I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. I feel like the world is so big that you if if that's who he's been attracted to, then hey, who am I to say anything, right? But I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. I don't even get like even why people are even talking to her about oh like what about Scotty what about your ex husband it's like why doesn't anyone talk to him and say like why are you doing this bro like why why her yeah, yeah. you don't have to do he, this but to be fair he's not even in the I would say he's not in a place where it does matter as much to him because his dad doesn't really hate Scotty no his but no, no but, no, but again I'm not I'm not linking this to loyalty at all my whole point is. Why? The world is so big. You're 30 plus years old. The world is so big, but you managed to end up with your father's colleague's ex-wife. But you know, he, his father's a billionaire, right? He grew up as a millionaire. Yeah. The world was his... He could have yeah. got married. So he could have met someone in France, um, Timbuktu, uh, yeah. the UK. China. As big as the world is. In your 30s, you're now romancing a woman, 16-year-old, your senior, which is fine, but happens to be the man that is helped define your father's legacy, the ex-wife. What? So let's go back. Let's go back a few it's episodes. It's weird. Remember, it's, it's weird. weird. But we're going back a few episodes. I was saying how I like my missus to be rare. Do you get what I'm saying? And these are one of the reasons. Do you see? 
Do you see now? This is, a, this, this, is a, stuff, this is this is an extreme case, bro. This is a very this is very nah, black bro, mirror. Happens a lot because from what you've said, to be fair, they're in the same circles. They're gonna talk. It is what it is. They've met out a few reunions, a few awards, a few this, that, and that, and they hit it off. What's wrong with that? People need to know shame. According to you, no shame. One thing with this whole thing for me, mm. number one with the Scotty Pippen thing, I watched the last dance, and I feel like it's very. For me, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I. All right, whatever. I come for me if you want to come for me. Americans, uh, I don't know about the emotional levels there, but I think they're very emotional. Because in football, if a footballer describes another footballer as the best player he has played with and made him a greater player, it's nothing but accolades and nothing but flowers and respect. Everyone takes that as respect. That guy's giving each other respect. But someone says that about you and you say, oh, you're, you're basing my whole career on that I'm just a teammate. I'm just Robin to your bad man. Relax, bro. Because for me, if you were going to be the guy, you would be the guy. And you're not the guy. So shut up and pipe down, Pippin. Pip down, Pippin. Honestly, bro, it's the truth for me. Okay. Like, you're okay. not the guy. Okay. So what's, what's I got to do with his ex-wife? So that's that. No, but this is what, this okay. is what I'm leaning to. So if I'm his wife and I'm thinking she's probably fit and she's thinking how I'm thinking, she's thinking you're talking shit. You don't like this guy because you're sour. What the fuck does that got to do with me? That he's done nothing wrong for you, to you. I should not, I shouldn't, I should also be on your team I don't like him. Nah, man. And I think that goes down to a question of, do you think your partner has to back you even though you're doing stupidness or you think what they're doing is stupidness? But they're not partners, bro. They're divorced, is no, my no, point. I'm saying at, at, that, at the time they're together, if she was like, you're chatting shit, would that be a problem? I'm asking you that. I feel like, uh, well, me personally, my partner has to be able to call me out of my bullshit. That's, that's, you're not my, you're not, you're not my partner if you don't. Yeah, see? So with that in mind, all these people chatting shit to her, think about what I've just said. Yeah. She is free to do it, especially if she thinks he's on anything, which I think for 100%. Now there's that. The second point, I just already said it to you. They could have easily met loads of times and just ended up being together. It happens. So I don't actually find anything weird of it. I just think okay. Pippin is, Pippin has, which is good with what all publicity, people like to do that in publicity. This is what public relations managers try to do, keep you relevant. Yeah. He's just keeping himself relevant. It's so irrelevant. He's so irrelevant to all of this. It's laughable for me. Yeah, but Pippin's not coming out making this a thing. He's at home. It's a problem. This is why it's such a big thing because it's literally about Pippin. Mm, his surname, innit? If he was not involved, it's not even bad either. People say, "Raw," oh, but that's a that's a couple. Didn't expect it's that true. to happen, but yeah, we move on. It's true. But because of him, he's made this story, and this is what I'm saying. It's very important to understand that he's chatting shit. Chatting shit <laughs> pisses me off, bro. Are you dumb? This guy Urzel, look at. Well, sorry, I know you're not. People don't really listen to, but there's a footballer called Urzel who was known for his assists. Yeah. This guy assisted the greatest player. And these players became great because of him. But no one took away that this guy assisted. Same thing with Scottie Pippen. What's your problem? It gets me so mad. But my brother... <laughs> Sorry, should I calm down? I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm what I'm trying to say is... Okay, cool. So you're saying... If you were... If you were, if this happened to you, God forbid, and your ex-wife got with... Yes. Um, one of your... Someone that you worked with and you had a lot of success with in the past... And your ex-wife got with that person's son. Yeah. Whilst carrying your surname. Yeah. I'll be rattled. You, I'll be rattled. You, 100%. you don't think like, I think that's where people are coming from. But again, like I said, as soon as that person divorced, yes, listen, 
As soon as you get divorced, that person owes you nothing. Yes. Owes you nothing. Well, you said last episode as well, to be fair. So at the end of the day, for me, it's just a case of uh, what, what can, I, that's why I don't, I don't even acknowledge her. I don't acknowledge whatever her agenda is. I don't know. I don't acknowledge her at all. My whole, my whole gripe is with Michael Jordan somewhere. It's like, why bro? The world is so big. A woman was talking on um, one of these podcasts um, and she basically said that she was calling out successful men because, um, you know, successful men are stereotypically known to not be as faithful as, you know, for the poor or their poor counterparts. Um, and then she was basically saying, if you're so disciplined in getting, to, you know, in becoming successful, you're disciplined in every aspect of your life that has got you to where you are, you you stepping out on me is just a case of you lacking discipline. It's not a case of anything else but lacking discipline. Because you could, she said her point is you can be disciplined in everything else, but you're not disciplined in your faithfulness towards me. Shows for me that you have a lack of discipline or lack of respect generally for me. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. What do you think with that being said? I think a big do thing successful men lack discipline in uh, when it comes to. You know, do they choose when and when? Do, do they basically choose when they have discipline or not? Or, like, expand on it. What do you think, my bro? I, I, I don't think it's a gender thing. I think it's it's a thing when it comes strictly down to the success of people. I think discipline yeah. is a form of, I want X tangible outcome. Or I want X tangible, or I want X intangible outcome. So someone that practices a certain faith could be very disciplined in the practices and the teachings of that faith because they... The intangible outcome is that they get closer or they feel more spiritual, right? Yes. Now, yes. we take it to the the kind woman's words on when it comes to perspective of men and successful men and how they can be so disciplined. So if I take it to someone that's very disciplined in their, their craft, whether it's uh, sports or career or business, where they dedicate so much X amount of time to self-improvement so that they can get an outcome whereby they are the best player in the team and they get a super max contract or they become a you know an executive a ceo and they're able to become high net worth and leverage stuff and improve uh their position and and their gen and and positions of generations of their family and their and their peers through their hard work yeah that's a tangible outcome i guess one of the things that i would question about that person that said that statement is i think she's using the wrong word i don't think when it comes to when it comes to relationships, I don't think the right word is discipline. I think the right word is committed, committed to the cause, right? Yeah. Because you can have all the discipline you want, let's say to your faith and uh, to your uh, your craft, but if you're not committed to it, that's how pe that's how people are. Like they'll go ham for say Ramadan or Lent, and then they, but they can't maintain it in terms of not the actual yeah. act of lent or ramadan but in terms of like oh you know what i'm really gonna like be in my religious bag my spiritual bag and sometimes some people yeah. ebb in and out of when they practice their religion and it's just because of life right it is it's, it's 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 not just the discipline but it's the real hard work is the commitment to the discipline every day i can yes. be disciplined monday to wednesday in what i do but if i'm not committed that what good will that discipline do me by thursday friday yeah. Right, doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. Yeah. It, it, it won't translate. Right. So, I guess 
and not to not to harbor on, but I'm guess I'm saying that when it comes to the relationship thing, I feel like again we live in a society where it's very divisive to now say men do this or women do this, and you pit the two pe- the two groups against each other. I feel like people in general, right, because it's not the success that makes them less committed, and I think that's why she's. I have an issue. I take issue with how she's phrased her statement. It's that when people are committed to things, they're committed and disciplined, and sometimes people are just. Like when you get married to someone, it's literally a commitment. It's not a yes. it's not a discipline, it's not yeah. a, it's not a martial art, it's no. not a sport, it's not a business mm-hmm. venture. The entire thing is I'm committing you to, to you for the rest of my life. And you can be disciplined for the first five years of your marriage, first three months of your marriage. But if you're not committed, that discipline will wane. And that's when you have yep. issues. And I feel like her linking success, saying that. As if to say, well, you know, undisciplined person, uh, undisciplined person. So, what is an undisciplined person? A person that's obese, like greed, like where, but they could be committed to the. You, do you know what I'm trying to say? Why I feel like she used the wrong word, where it was like she tried to use discipline across everything. I feel like it's about commitment. If you're disciplined in your diet, but you're not, if you're disciplined in what you eat, so I'm going to eat, uh-huh. you know, fruits and veg, blah, 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 but you're not committed to it, it's going to wane. It's not going to last. Yeah. So the same thing goes to marriage. I don't feel like her saying, oh, well, how can a, a man be so successful because he's any disciplined in his craft, but he's not disciplined in his marriage. I feel like because discipline without commitment will fall apart. And that, and ultimately, that's all yeah. you have to see what the relationship is about commitment. The moment you try to compare, like, why can't you be as good as you are in your craft in this relationship is wrong, man. It's, it's the wrong way to look at it. Um, and I feel like that goes for all for all things. I feel, and people do what they want to do, right? I don't feel like someone, if a woman stepped out of a relationship with me, I don't feel like it's because she lacked discipline. I feel like because she done what the fuck she wanted to do. Yes. Right? Like she, like, yeah. at one point she was like, I'm going to do this because I want to do this. It wasn't because yep. one day she was just, oh, she happened to be weak and she wasn't disciplined and hence why, X, Y, Z happened. Same thing for guys. So uh, that's my perspective though. A lot of people could be listening to this and disagreeing with me completely. But what's your thoughts? 100%. No, I like the way you worded that. I think it's so true as well. Especially where you said people do what they want. Um, I think one of the things as well you've got to realise is that when it comes to being successful, you are kind of, and this is what I was kind of alluding to, I think before when I was asking this question of, you know, like, no question, I was getting your thoughts on, I think it was Nelson was on the pod and was talking about the infiniteness of marriage. This is kind of where my, where I go with this. It's like, to be successful in the field and in the craft, you can do anything you want because there is no feelings, there's nothing you, there's no one else you owe but yourself. So you can do what the hell you want to do, whether it means bending the rules, playing dirty, doing this, stepping out on, committing burning bridges. Do you know what I mean? I mean, so like you're saying, to conflate the two, makes no sense because I can be as ruthless as I want in that. And me doing that there, like basically if I didn't, then if I step out, I'm showing you that these, you know, that I've done that over there. I'm doing that here. Is that still a lack of discipline? Can't be a lack of discipline because I'm striving, I'm successful there, even though I'm doing all this madness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely agree with you in that sense. I think the way she's worded it perhaps is wrong. 
It should be more, I think she's trying to say, I think what maybe she's trying to say that the lady is... Uh, Why can't you be as committed as you are to your craft, to the relationship? Yes. And or, simple. Yes. Yes. Simple. Yes. This is what it takes. This is what it takes. Do what it takes. Do you get what I mean? I but like I've yeah. said, it's very hard because in this world, we'll do what, if, like you said, we do what we want when we want because we think we need to do it for ourselves or we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then to put that in a box and you know, and you have to hold that for fifty years, regardless, is very hard, man. It's hard. It's super hard for both of us. Hard. And it's scary. That's why. That's why it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate act, right? You know, one of them. Yeah. To, to, yeah. That that alongside raising a child, being committed to raising that child. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, to compare it to career or sports, it's it's, it's again, it's it's a, it's inflammatory. And then it's inflammatory to just pin it on, you know, why I can't success. It's just, I get it. It doesn't go nowhere. I'll take this one example. Tom Brady, one of the best, if not the best um, NFL quarterbacks ever. Right? Mm-hmm. You spoke about Michael Jordan in the NFL, in American football. That is Tom Brady. He retired from football, right? As a married man. Yeah. Within three months, he was like, I'm unretiring. That cost him his marriage. He's now getting divorced. Why? Because Damn. the commitment he showed, and this goes back to like, when we rephrase this nice woman's uh, inflammatory comment into what, how, how I think it should be, where it's about commitment, not discipline. He was committed to a sport that he loved. And his wife was like, well, you, you need to be committed to this marriage. You said you're going to get you're going to retire and spend time with the family, et cetera, et cetera. Now you've gone back on your word. Are you more committed to the sport or are you more committed to us as a family? He made his decision because he wanted to. He wanted to play sports again. And it cost him his marriage. That yeah. had nothing to do with discipline. Remember what I said? Bro. People are going to do what they want to do. Yes, exactly. And exactly that, man. It's got nothing to do with... Um, uh, he had a side piece or this or that. It's it just about just because he went to play football. He's com- he was com- he was more committed to playing football for another year than the commitment to the family, and that's okay. See, that's what I mean. no, and I can't even, okay. I can't even say that. I can't even say that for. But that's how she could have perceived it to be like. That's why I want to get divorced. Damn man, that for me. We spoke about this before on another episode. Um, I don't know if you remember. It was a long while ago. Mm-hmm. Beginning of our episode, beginning of our our journey. Bro, when people marry people that are aiming to be in the spotlight, you know, and in a, a position of spotlight, mm-hmm. and then divorcing for things like this, I just think you, you're, it's wasted. You just wasted your years for what? To do what? What, what do did you, mean? you want? Wait, 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 what do you mean? Break that down. Bro, like this guy, this guy is like, the world respects this man for what he does. <laughs> yeah. There's kids that grow up, kids that are buying t-shirts, with this guy's name. If he touched them, they wouldn't wash that part of their body for years. This guy is a god to some people. Yeah. Okay. And you won't let him continue to enjoy and revel in that. And you continue to do what you can see the god or gods or universe has <laughs> blessed. He's been blessed. He is just uh what do they call them? I am only just a a a a board for the for the gods to speak through me. He's majestic. I don't even like American football. But when I watched that one Super Bowl, I think it was two years ago, and he made that pass, I said, this guy's different gravy. He's different gravy. Different gravy. 
And because he wants to go back and do that, you say, no, nah, I don't want to do this. You need to give me all your time instead of enriching all these people's lives in the world. I think that's mentally selfish. I think that is crazy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't know for sure. We're speculating here. I'll just give nah, you that as an example. I'm not for sure. I'm joking. No, I don't know for sure. But if that is the reason, then that I think that's crazy. I think this is where my issue comes a bit with marriage as well sometimes. Not issue, but we are all put on this world to do great things, yeah? Or to do things, right? And some people are supposed to do really great things. To give that up, to spend time with someone, I think is a bit crazy. When you look at the religious people in this world, uh, the religious uh, religious icons, you've got Jesus, you've got Buddha, you've got Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Well, Muhammad's a bit different. But even still, with Muhammad, these, you know, praise be to his name, as they say, in Islam, um, they teach you that some this journey of greatness and this journey to touch people's lives for millennia to come, you may not be able to do that with someone on your side. Because a lot of people are selfish and they think about themselves, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. someone like Jesus is put on this earth and 2,000 years ago, you're still, you're still talking about this guy. He's done such a great thing. Mm-hmm. Are you, com- are you actually be- comparing right now the Prophet Muhammad and Jesus Christ to Tom Brady, bro? I'm not comparing them. <laughs> so I'm not comparing so them. why are we talking about I'm not, compar- I'm not comparing what they've done, okay. but they are comparable in the sense of how many people they touch in the world. They touch people in the world. You can ask 10 people to talk about Muhammad, they probably won't know a lot about him. You ask 10 people to talk about Tom Brady, they know about him. Do you know what I mean? That's the power he's got well, in his and, and, that, that he and, that's what, and that's why his wife made a decision she made. That's why they filed yeah, the divorce. I think that's crazy, bro. Because she didn't sign up for that, bro. She didn't sign up to she always did. play. Bro, at the end of the day, when you, when you play a sport, like Tom Brady has played NFL football for longer than anyone can imagine he would have. He was playing at 44. He won a Super Bowl at 43. Like he was, and my but my, but, but my point is, he said I'm retiring, and then he reneged on the deal because I feel maybe he got pressured, not pressured, but you're like, oh, and this is what I mean about I'm not sure. Look, look these are hyper uh, hypotheticals, but yeah. sometimes people put you in a situation and you think, oh no, I'm not going to do that. That happened to me. I could have left London a long time ago, yeah, but forces in my life kept me in London and made me think. I need to stay here. Yeah, I've made the move and I'm happier and more fulfilled and more enriched than I've ever been. Yeah. And that's not to take away how happy I was with you know, the re- responsibilities I had before, mm-hmm. but these people can sometimes dim your light. And it's not intentional, but I'm just thinking, you know, like for the cost of not being lonely a bit or just staying with this person, do I have to give up what I need to, what I want to do and what I really love to do for the rest of my life? It's mad, bro. I think it's crazy, man. And that's why it's hard. And I feel like as partners, you should be a facilitator mm. and enriching. If my missus was the greatest author the world's ever seen and everyone's talked to her, everyone's going to do that. And I could see that this is the journey she wants to go. I am her support. I'm her rock yeah. at all times. Even if she wants to do this till she's 90, if I haven't found what I want to do and I can see that this woman's just great, mm. I want to support her. Anything else is just selfish for me, man. And ego, bro. I don't get, oh, I think it's crazy, bro. Sorry, man. No, no, no. <laughs> you apologize to me for it's, For me, it's a case of like, I understand your perspective, but for me, it's also a case of like, I didn't, I didn't also commit to this marriage to be alone. So, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, I think it's a big thing is that there needs to be time for us 
So I, I, I can't, I can't say it's selfish to be. I feel like that's the right decision to make, right? I think what's selfish is to stay in that environment with, say, a Tom Brady and be unhappy and be unhappy and be unhappy and make them unhappy and drag them down. And yeah, then, that's true. And then, and then ruin, ruin their ability to be committed to their thing. They want, they are choosing to be committed to. It. Just take yourself away, take yourself out of the equation. Which he done. Shout, out, which shout out to Gazelle. Um, one of the most successful supermodels in the world. She has a, a lot of things going for her, and that's what she done. You know I hear that. So I think I'm, I'm I'm all for that. Rather that. than I'm all for that. Rather than you know chaos in the home, you know impacting. How many times like you need you need to be great at something. You need peace on certain sides of your life, yeah. right? And it's very hard to do that if you yeah. if if you if you ever got a peaceful life, when, especially when it comes to the home. So yeah. Um, well, what I just want to say with yeah. that, the only thing I would say mm-hmm. is just, it's, this again speaks to me about the fickleness of relationships. And I'm very much a person that takes very long to get into a relationship. People can't understand why, but these are the reasons why. Because 30 years down the line, this happens and you, you haven't done the groundworks to understand that you maybe Giselle or Giselle, whatever her name is, hasn't done the groundworks within herself to know is this something I can live with for the rest of my life or not? She probably hasn't asked herself that question. But nobody and plays expected. football for the rest of their life, bro. That's the whole, Brother, that's the whole paradigm of the example. No, nah, it's not, bro. Like, listen, one thing in this life, and you see even in football that we watch, Roy Keane is still on the television talking about football all the time. If he had to do um, newscast after newscast after newscast, all about football, I think he's worth understanding. One thing I always say is you can't change people. The way I come in with you, is what I have to accept you as. If I can see that your love is for football, you love this stuff. If I'm not facilitating that, I shouldn't even be getting married to you in the first place. That's just my attempt. I'd say that for real, yeah. for true. Yeah, I, like I would just like to say, like I would never ever. I don't think would I divorce my wife because of her commitment to something else, a sport or her career. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think honestly. Nah, unless it's having a detrimental effect on me. And like I said, that's when you have to, the best thing to do is to take yourself out of that situation rather than being miserable around that person. Do you understand? Um, yeah. But I would gladly marry um, J.K. Rowling. If, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and let her do this, the, how many books was it? Uh, eight? No. Seven. Uh, seven. seven. No, was it? Uh, yeah, seven. Philosopher's Stone, Chambers of Secrets, Prisoner well, of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, um, Order of the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows, eight, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're full. And there's ways, you know, to work on this, but we won't get into all of that. But you could, you know, facilitate yeah. me in your life in one, a better one, way. One, Let's one, see if we can make some. Yeah, 100%. I think one of my big things is about when you're, when you, when you make that, that commitment back to the commitment thing. I think it's always like sickness and health, richer for poorer. But our biggest thing is like for winning and for losing. Yes. I'm, I would add that to my vows because when, when, when my wife is winning, I will be the biggest cheerleader. Right? I, I've got this thing where it's like, I don't want anyone to ever be like, oh, like I don't want to push through the ceiling and, and really like, for, not fulfill your purpose, but like really, if you're on a pathway in your career as my partner to excellence, where it means that I come second ultimately. Time time with me come second, bro, I'm yes. there. You know why? Because I didn't get yes. married to you on the condition that I was always going to be put first. Exactly, I got bro. married to you this because is it. I love you. 
Yes. It was never on the condition. And you love me, to be truthful. I don't, I'm not going to get married if it's one way. Yeah. But, like, that 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 perspective scares me, innit? Where, because I feel like once you become someone's partner, like, them winning is you winning. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be any happier, to be honest. So, but yeah. Um, Strength. Bring, yeah. That brings an end to that topic. Now, to wrap up the episode... This is our Have You Read It section. Have you read it? Have you read it? Okay, so today Which? on Reddit, here's the question. Uh, I purchased an engagement ring for £4,000 today and I feel guilty. I make around £75,000 per year, lived in a rented flat in Manchester and have been with my girlfriend for four years. I have £15,000 in my savings and still feel guilty buying something so expensive, yet meaningful. We've been saving for a deposit and this will set me back a bit. Is it normal to feel this guilty? Side note, I'm extremely happy and excited for the future. Just worried about the state of the economy and spending big. So my thing on that is, uh, you heard me have a conversation a bit earlier um, and the lady said something very insightful, I think. She said money is called currency because it is like a current in a way, in a sense that it flows. Money is just energy. So if you're putting your energy towards good things and letting it just flow... I think we should just trust in the universe that you'll make that bread back. It won't all be all hell. And if, you know, this is becomes the, like, there's a downfall after this and it's all crazy, mm-hmm. you've still think, so never feel, don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel anxious. That don't make any sense. It's a kind of light one today. I like that. You know, yeah. it's not as outlandish as your other ones, but yeah, yeah, man, don't feel, don't feel anxious or guilty or anything, man. Come on, yeah. man. You're doing a good thing. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. My whole thing is at the end of the day, you always got to have the mindset that you'll make it back double fold. Uh, I hear where he's coming from. It's it's a massive, massive investment. But at the end of the day, you got to take away the investment side of it from the act. And this is an amazing, massive act. And you couldn't put any price tag to it. You know, some people put £4,000 in the engagement ring, but them proposing means more to, you know, a millionaire that's on his third wife. And puts fifty grand on the ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about the exactly. amount you put exactly. on. It's not about the percentage or the. It's just about you're happy to give this person this thing, and things will tend to work out. I wouldn't. When it comes to love, don't tie it to the economy. Um, nah, never. Especially if it's not especially, especially if it's pure. Especially if it's the ultimate commitment of proposing and saying I'm ready to ride and die with you to the end. So um, yeah, I would say you shouldn't feel guilty. It's normal. Um, but be free with it. Be free with it. Um, come back if she says, "Oh, you only spent four grand." Nah, I don't like it. Then that's when it's a, a whole different, whole yeah, different yeah, a whole yeah, different thing. Bro. Then we got big problems. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think that brings an end to the episode. This is episode one hundred and thirty-two. You get podcast uh, signing out, Melly and Spree. This is you get podcast. You get podcast. Bow.